Welcome to For the Health of It, Because You Can, where host Susan Robinson dives into the eight categories of wellness with experts from various fields. We offer tips and information to help you thrive in all areas of individual wellness. Hello, everybody. I have a very special guest here today, Katherine Warren. Um, she's with a company called Be Organized, and I'm so excited to have her talk about this subject. Uh, I have uh, looked at research in this, um, what she does and how it actually helps our overall health and well-being. And uh, Catherine, welcome. I'm glad to have you here today. And um, we were talking a little bit before we got started here about your background. Can you kind of give us your background and then how you ended up with Be Organized and that franchise? Hello. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. So I am uh, born and raised in Oklahoma City. And I would say that uh, I have been preparing for this job my entire life. I have always been somewhat of an organized person. I like arranging and organizing things. Um, it hasn't always been a career path. In fact, I would say when I was in high school and college, I wasn't aware that this type of career existed. Uh, it wasn't until I was in about my second or third job after college that I started to learn about some of the the more well-known organizers out there. Of course, many listeners are probably familiar with Marie Kondo and her KonMari method. Um, that's when I think people first started to realize you could make a career out of this. But I did start, uh, I actually worked for eight years for Lyric Theater of Oklahoma. My background is in arts management, and that was an incredibly uh, fulfilling time in my life to work with that organization. And I still stay, I, I, I'm still very strongly connected with that organization, even though I moved on about five years ago. Good, good. All right. Well, so tell us about Be Organized. Like, who who is Be Organized? And how did you get started with this? Uh, you kind of gave that background, but um, is this a private company or is this uh, a franchise? Mm -hmm. So it is a franchise. I was actually the third franchise to open nearly five years ago. Oh, wow. Which was a very exciting place to be in and has been really neat to see all the new franchises open and get to share all of the things that I have learned in my time being a Be Organized franchise owner. We were founded about eight years ago in Kansas City by two women who wanted to get back into the workforce, but they didn't want a nine to five sitting at a desk. And they really wanted to put their their organizing talents to work. And so I, I think like some of the rest of us, they they noticed that there was a career in this field and they decided to start a business. They really thought that it would just be the two of them organizing friends and family's homes. And, and, and that was as far as this business was going to go. And very quickly, it started taking off. And within about a year, year and a half, they were approached by our very first franchise owner about expanding down into Texas. And as they say, the rest is history. We're now in, oh, I, lo I lose count at this point. I want to say we're coming up in 20 markets at this point. Oh, so it's still 
sort of fairly new. But, it is. Uh-huh. But it, it, that's a quick growth rate for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so can you kind of explain what the specialty is as far as what – I know you do organization, but, but can you explain a little more about what the specialty is? Mm-hmm. So our primary service is in-home organization. I I would say 90 to 95% of our clients are homeowners. We do work with some businesses, and that's always a special treat. But most of our clients are homeowners, and so we are working in their very personal spaces. I describe what we do for our clients really twofold. We help them declutter and downsize and get rid of the the overabundance of stuff that some people have collected in their home. And then we also help them set up customized and sustainable organizing systems to help manage the stuff moving forward. Because oftentimes it's not enough to just deal with the clutter. You have to have a plan moving forward because our homes are not static places that never change. Um, Some people have have things coming in and out of their homes almost on a daily basis. And so for some clients, we do more organization than decluttering. The decluttering may not be as much of an issue for them. And for some clients, we really start very heavily with decluttering because the amount of stuff is the main problem, and then we move on to organization. But for most clients, it's a combination of both. Um, just the ratio is different from client to client. And I would think as families grow and kids get older and leave the home, how people probably tend to hang on to things that mm-hmm. they had you know, from their childhood. Yes. And so I can imagine... Um, how that that could change and why it should be an ongoing process. I I like that idea. Mm -hmm. So from what you've seen happen in the people that you have helped, how important is a well-organized environment? I think it's important for a few reasons. I think first, having a, a good organizational system in your space saves people time. And it's rare that we come across anyone who just has too much time on their hands. Right. Most of us, especially nowadays. Exactly. <laughs> most of us are doing our best just to try and fit in everything we need to get done on a daily basis. If we can fit in something fun, something a little extra into our day, that's just a bonus. But trying to fit everything into our day for many people is very challenging. And so when we can streamline systems within a home, Um, For many people, that can be starting with their bathroom or their closet, um, being able to easily pick out something to wear that day, being easily able to find the things in their bathroom that they need to use to get ready, being able to find the kids' lunchboxes so that lunches (laughs) can be made. Um, It sounds like just micro amounts of time, but it really starts to add up over the course of a day. And beyond that, it's it's not just the amount of time, but the mental energy that we have to put into doing those tasks. And that's really the I think the unseen benefit of being organized is taking out some of those those mental uh, decisions, those mental thoughts that we have to make when we're trying to find something versus when we can just open up a cabinet or drawer and the thing that we need is right there. That's just that's one less thing that we have to think about in a day. 
And again, it adds up over the course of 24 hours. Yes, it sure does. So I was looking, um, you said home organization and you do businesses. And also I I read on your website, um, moving in in life transitions. Mm -hmm. So tell me a little bit about life transitions that you see people going through. Yes. So one thing that we have noticed over the years working with clients is that um, organizers can be very effective in helping with uh, the moving process which uh, is a huge life transition for many people. Yes, it is. For some, it's a choice. They want to upsize or downsize. Uh, But for many people, they are thrown into that life transition because of a job change or they're, they're downsizing, but it has become less of an option for them to be able to do that. They need to be maybe closer to family or they need to move into a smaller home that is more manageable. Um, And so we work with clients in in both places in their lives. Uh, Organizers are surprisingly good at packing. Um, That really started out uh, through our decluttering services, helping clients in the downsizing process prior to moving, which I highly recommend, uh, no point in moving stuff that you don't intend or to keep or have any use for. Um, the moving process is a great time to get rid of a lot of that extra stuff. And so we started there and then we would do some prepacking for clients. You know, the stuff that they didn't need while their home was being listed or while they were going through the moving process, we would go ahead and pack up for them. And uh, years later, now we pack up entire homes we coordinate move days for clients, and then we go in after they have moved and help them get unpacked and organized and set up so that those moving boxes don't go sit in their garage for years and years. Yes, and that can happen. I've been through a mm-hmm. few moves myself where, you know, you put boxes off in another room and you went on with life, mm-hmm. and then you're like, oh, where did that go? <laughs> so um, also, I would imagine, do you help people that maybe have lost a spouse? Mm-hmm. Um, to me, that would be one of the hardest things to do is is to pack up or rearrange or do something different within your home if you had lost a spouse. That is correct. That is a very delicate process because every client grieves differently. And so I have found that it's really important for us to sit back and really listen to the client and, f- and let them tell us where they're at in the grieving process and how they're going about that. I will say for some clients, it has been very therapeutic for them to do a large purge of their home following the loss of a loved one. Um, it, it, it just it, it felt good to start to part with some of that excess stuff and, and see some of those positive changes in their home. But you still have to be very careful because... You never things that may seem very trivial to us may not be trivial to someone who has just lost a spouse or a a parent or a loved one in general. And so we we take a much different approach to that process, particularly when it comes to the purging. We really want to have the clients buy in on anything that is leaving their home. Um, Something as simple as a used toothbrush that we may may see as as trash they may still want sitting on that bathroom sink. They may not be ready to part with that yet. Right. So we, we want to make sure that we are respecting their boundaries and and being a positive impact on their life as they're going through that process. 
That's that's so important. Um, so I also noticed um, concierge services. Mm-hmm. Can you explain what that means? So that's probably our least offered service. That can be um, assisting clients in kind of their day-to-day life, whether that is running errands or maybe assisting with putting laundry away, things like that. Um, it's not a service that we... Most of our clients prefer to hire us for our organizing services. Yeah. There's actually some really great companies out there that uh, that specialize in concierge services. And, you know, if I'm being truthful, can often be a better fit for our clients um, than trying to work that into our schedules. Um, but, it, but it is something that we offer. All, oftentimes, the way that service manifests itself in our work with our clients is through shopping for organizing containers and products and uh, sometimes even storage furniture and things like that okay. for them. Okay, that, that makes sense. That really does make sense. Um, so I had kind of spoken to you about um, research that shows how clutter affects us, um, can cause stress, um, anxiousness, even some depression. Mm-hmm. And so um, it also suggests, though, on the other hand, we're using your service or doing something like this, decluttering can also boost your mood and help improve your physical health. So what what are your thoughts on that? I mean, like, have you seen this happen with any of your clients? Like, do you have any testimonials even of, of somebody that has been helped from your service? Mm-hmm. I, I actually... I wish I had more information to share on this. I think it would be a fascinating research project to um, study clients of uh, an in-home organizer and and follow them through the process and after the process is over and um, find some measurable ways to study how it impacts them and their day-to-day life. So I can really only speak anecdotally about it. Um, But many clients come to me in a place where their home is a a point of stress for them. And if you think about the amount of time that one that most individuals spend in their home, um, that that's a lot of increased stress on a place that we may spend 50 percent or more of our time. And so being able to come in and and do Things as small as clear stuff off the floor or clear flat surfaces and things like that. Find homes for things in cabinets and in drawers. Anecdotally, I have found from clients can really feel life changing. Now, this is also taking into account some clients are are, um, uh, more effusive in their feedback with us. And so that being said, it, it it may come off as more life-changing to certain clients than it does to others. I also think we have some clients who are more reserved and feel that change on the inside, but aren't as vocal about it to us on the outside. But I think that oftentimes we get the sense that, you know, this, this weight is starting to be lifted off of their shoulders when their home becomes a place that they really enjoy being. Yes, yes. I, it's so true. Uh, there is a lot of research out there, but it would be interesting to find um, more about the clients that you guys have served. And uh, especially now, since the pandemic, the workplace now has become at home mm-hmm. for a lot of people. And I think it's hard to keep that separation 
from your desk area and your work area and the rest of the home. And I think sometimes it can all get blended and and cause just purity stress from from everything being everywhere and like, okay, where did I put that? And and your kids, you know, trying to interrupt and those kind of things. So um, anyway, but I, I appreciate you talking about that and, and kind of confirming that people do come to you saying, I am stressed because this just... Um, so if someone was interested in your services, what's the next steps? So I usually love to start with a phone call, maybe 10, 15 minutes, uh, not taking a lot of time out of someone's day so that we can discuss our processes, our pricing. Um, oftentimes I can't give estimates over the phone because the sizes of people's spaces are so drastically different. The amount of stuff that they have in those spaces can be drastically different. But it starts the conversation and it gives that potential client just um, an opportunity to see if we click and if they feel like um, I am, uh, they, they feel comfortable having me come into their home. And so we start with a short phone call and then we move on to an in-person assessment, which is complimentary. I think it is an incredibly important important part of the process. And I don't ever want anyone to want to skip that process because it's something that's uh, that would cost to them money. So I do come in. I spend about 45 minutes on average and I take a look at the spaces that are most problematic to them. Many clients would would probably love to do every space in their home, given the the, the an adequate budget and time. But not all of us have the budget to come in and organize every single space in our home. But certainly there are spaces that are high priorities, higher priorities than others for clients. And those are going to be the spaces that they spend most of their days in. So that may be their bedroom, closet, bathroom, uh, a living room space, kitchens, um, home offices, because you're right, we are all spending a lot more time at home. Um, and many people do still have work from home jobs. So they are in their home morning, noon and night. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because that is that is work and that is home. And so we really try to prioritize the spaces that are going to have the most impact on that client. Because if if we only can do one or two spaces, let's make those the most life changing one or two spaces. And we can always come back later and do more we want to. I absolutely loved that statement, life-changing, because it is. And mm-hmm. and I think people don't quite understand how this can affect them in such a positive way. And um, I, I'm so glad that I had you here to talk about this and what all that you guys offer and how it can affect your health. So if somebody's not quite able to afford maybe your services just yet. Um, do you have any good practical tips for somebody who's trying to get started on decluttering? Absolutely. I, you know, I always love when people give us a call and want to work with us, but I understand that our services may be out of reach for some, or some people may just not be ready to have a stranger come into their home and work with them. And so I really want to empower people to tackle the projects themselves. I I think that that also helps in the long-term sustainability of the systems that they set up because it 
it, it creates a lot of, of buy-in from them. When you've put a lot of hard work into your systems, I think you're more likely to maintain them in the long run as well. But I would love to offer a few tips. So if you're looking at starting to tackle some organization projects in your home, my number one tip is to start small. Because where I see people really start to stumble and fall behind in their organizing progress is when they decide to tackle the whole garage. Yeah. (laughs) They're like, I'm going to dedicate this weekend to tackling the garage. And they have no perspective for how much time and energy is going to go into that. You know, you can you can watch Marie Kondo and the home edits shows over and over again. But realistically, the work that they're doing is not done in 30 minutes to an hour. And the work that we do can be incredibly time consuming, particularly if there's a lot of stuff in the space that we're working in. So many, many clients just underestimate how much time a space like that is going to take them. So if I can offer one expert piece of advice, it is to start small. And if you think you're starting small, maybe even start smaller than that. The garage is going to be probably too large of a space. Even a full kitchen may be very overwhelming for people. Uh, I would start smaller. I would go for maybe a linen closet. Gosh, even tackle that junk drawer in your kitchen first and see how long that takes you and see how the process goes before you start to move into a big space. And then from there, I think there are two keys to getting organized and staying organized. And they sound simple. But realistically, if if everyone could follow these rules, I would probably be out of a job. (laughs) They sound simple. I think they're not as simple as they sound. The first is, is a power purge. This is getting all of that excess stuff out of your home. For some people, this may be simple, but I think for many of us, who have been shopping the Amazon Prime days for many years now and uh, love to shop the sales, um, who have kids who are constantly bringing stuff into our homes. I mean, I don't I don't know about most families out there, but my eight year old comes home with something every day of the week. Oh, my. She is constantly adding to our household that may, may, some days that may just be a painting. <laughs> Other days that might be. Um, lots of crafts that she's created at camp that that week. Um, but the power purge is so important. It's getting back to that state of having the things in our home or the things we use, we love, and we want to have around, and we don't have any excess stuff. And then rule number two is to find a place for everything. I have often found that the stuff that is that creates the clutter in our home is the stuff that doesn't have a place. We, it's, it's not simple for us to think, oh, where does this item go in my home? And because it, it takes that mental energy that we often don't have the time to give, we just leave it sitting on that flat surface. We leave it sitting on the kitchen table. We leave it sitting on the kitchen counter um, and it doesn't get put away. When everything has a home, it's much easier to rush through our houses and grab those things and put them where they need to go. And so it, it may seem silly at times to make sure you're assigning a home for everything, but it's amazing the difference that it can make 
uh, in someone's home. The other, and I'm, I will um, offer one more piece of advice when it comes to getting your own home organized. I love something called space limits. And I think space limits force us to really rethink our relationship with our stuff. I would guess that many, uh, many of uh, the Be Organized clients that we work with, and probably many people listening to this podcast, allow the stuff in their homes to really control their space. It comes into our homes and it's taking up space in our cabinets and on our counters, and we just let it do that. When you start to set space limits in your home, you are taking back control of your stuff and you are saying, you know what? My clothes get these four drawers and these two hanging bars in my closet. And that's it. That is the limit I have set for clothing in my home. And if my stuff does not fit in those drawers or on those bars, it does not belong in my home. Wow. And you can do this. You can do this in a number of different ways. And you can do this with almost any category in your space. And clothing is just one example. In my own closet, I have a set of hangers. I have selected hangers that I love, that I think are beautiful. And that number of hangers is how many pieces of hanging clothes go in my closet. And I stick to it. And if I have one extra item, then I find something in my closet and it goes away. So I can stick within that number of hangers in my closet. And I'm not going to, I don't even know how many hangers that actually is. I've lost, I've lost track of the actual number, but the number doesn't even matter because it's the number I've set for myself. Right. right. And so I encourage those who are listening to think about the areas in their homes that have become a problem to them. And start to set space limits for those categories, those items, and whatever doesn't fit within the space you want to give in your home to those items, let those extra things go. That is so interesting. It's almost like, and and you've heard of setting kind of healthy boundaries. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a way of setting a boundary for yourself. I I I, love that. I think that is a perfect, yes. I I think that is an example, just another example of the ways we all could probably be better about setting boundaries within our lives. But I don't think many people think of it in the context of the stuff in their home. Right, right. Thank you for that. That's great tips. Thank you so much. I, I appreciate you being here. And listeners, I hope that you pay quite a bit of attention to this and Uh, learn from this. And we're glad that you joined us today. And we will see you later. Thanks. Thank you for listening to For the Health of It. For more wellness tips, information, and videos, visit the Thrive webpage. For questions, contact us at thrive at omes.ok.gov.